0: I I don't think I ever followed up on my whole theory of like, when I go on a trip, I want to just totally uh, be like, I remember this, I heard I heard this little vignette on KUT long ago. Remember when they used to do vignettes, like locals tell stories? Oh
1: yeah, I, I remember that. They had a bunch. I, yeah, yeah, they were
0: awesome. And there was the one about like the the neighbor who came to the fence, was like, girl, do you need some squirrel? You know, to, to eat <laughs> like old, old hill country people. But I heard one where this person said, uh, you know, way back when I went to the airport and there was this big cowboy guy. And, uh, he just, all he, all he did is put his wallet and, uh, his, an unlit cigar in the x-ray tray. And that's all he had to go to a flight. And it was like kinky Friedman. And ever that's since cool. hearing that story, I was like, that is my, my goal for travel. I want to just like have you smoke cigars. Well, <laughs> that would be a whole other fun, fun realm there. But like, you know, I, I, you, instead of a cigar nowadays, it'd be like, you just put your phone and your wallet into the, uh, uh, into the x-ray thing. Yeah, that that's, so, that's not as, as,
1: as cool as a cigar.
0: So if, as, as listeners, I agree. As listeners will recall, I, I've been trying to move, shuffle along that path. And I, I've been on two trips now. Since my mother's in town, we can go on little weekend trips, Kim and I. And uh, we went to London. And then last weekend, the weekend before last, we went to uh, Paris. And I executed. I, I took, uh, just to make Stephen O'Grady at Red Monk proud, I took the, the Patagonia M.L.C., I took my vintage 2006 edition, which is kind of still a wonderful bag. And then I took my newer, let's say 2012. I forget when it's from. The newer one, while not vintage and comfy feeling, sadly is much more functional. They obviously put a lot more thought into it. I've got thoughts on these two MLCs, but I'm not going to go over it. Now, in summary, Brandon, it worked out fine. Everything was great. There was... There was one moment where I was like, "It might be better to have a laptop," but then it passed. Everything was okay. Well, but...
2: What was the official? You just took the phone and nothing yeah, else. Yeah,
0: just just so I took I took the phone. Here is the gear that I had: uh-huh. phone, you know, and then uh, uh, a plug. And when you go to London, I mean, I have one of those square adopt adapt- right adapter, adapter yeah. whatever it is, that like fits everywhere and has four USB old ones and one USB C. And so uh yeah, I took I took watch cord, phone uh-huh. cord, huh, and you know, two or three plugs, whatever, okay. right? And no iPad and no, no. Laptop. and then just the just the iPhone and that's it. Damn I think man. I took and I t- I took the uh you know, as I've gone over along along that goofy I have an iPhone eleven pro, so I have that case, that battery case. Mm. And I took that. What and uh, I think the way we need to be proud. I want to mention this a little slightly different. It's like,
2: I think what you did makes uh, sense. It's sort of like happy path. It's like, uh, that's going to work perfectly 90% of the time. Cause I was recently on vacation in July and like, I actually ended up taking a bunch of stuff that I really didn't need, but I'll tell you this. So anxiety level low, because like I just had it all, like it was kind of a pain to carry and go through security, but yeah. I just, I just left it there. So, while I never actually needed it, like, the work laptop, I would say my anxiety level was a little bit lower. So therefore, yeah. my vacation was, like, maybe slightly more enjoyable. So did you have any moment, like, you mentioned it, like, was there a little bit of anxiety? Like, oh, what if that work thing happens? Like, what if I got to, like, edit
0: the slide? Yeah. Or I got to... No. Anything no like that? I'm, I'm trying to remember where... Oh, well, okay. I had to do this this expat thing with my bank which was kind of annoying and, but it all worked out fine. And I don't think that was even stressful. The one that it, it, the, this is vacation stress. The one time that I wanted a laptop is Kim was like, Hey, we should watch a movie. And you know, Oh, you don't have your laptop. Like, cause we're not going to watch the, <laughs> the dumbass hotel movie. Right. And, right, and, that's, and that's just vacation stuff. That's not like, right, right. No, I, that, I, I bring
1: my laptop. That was, so that was it. Watch, yeah. We watch stuff on my laptop.
2: Well, here's yeah, a pro so. tip. I bring, I bring the Apple TV everywhere now. So yeah. like that, that's probably, I don't know where that like, maybe that's too much tech for you, but
0: it's like, that's super small. And no, versus, I think that, that's I, not going to fit your point. I, I have, I used, I I do that a lot. I, I have done that quite a bit. I used to do that before all the TVs and Airbnbs would just have Netflix and Disney on them. However, I remember when I was in Texas the last time I brought, is this true? I, I think I did bring the Apple TV and it was so nice. Just, you just like plug it in. And add it to the Wi-Fi. I don't, I don't think you even have to do that. You just have your phone next to it, and then it's just yeah, like it makes Oh, you have it's all here.
2: In. You don't have to log into all the systems, and it works, and yeah. everybody knows how to use
0: it. Yeah, I. I, I, I so that's, I, that's a good point. That's what I need to do next because it is like even I don't know. I mean, I, I I read people's weblogs about what they do their week notes and day notes, and everyone still does this. Like you know, if you go on a vacation and you're in this nice hotel room with like good AC and crisp sheets. You know, at least one night you're going to be like, "Let's just watch the fuck out of some TV in here." This is <laughs> great. Get, down, get real nice yeah. and cold. Yeah, good. Sleep. Yeah, yeah. I like it. So, so what that's going to entail, though, is you're going to need an Apple TV. Of course, you got to bring the power cord, which thankfully is like universal power cord. And an HDMI, uh, HDMI. and then an HDMI cable, and then oh. and then you got a monkey around in the the back of the TV, but that's all fine. That, that usually works out well.
2: Okay, there you go. Okay, but, as we wrap yeah. the subject, on, Cody, the final thing I need to know for you. So this yeah. was a Friday through Sunday trip to mm. nail down the vacation, right? It was it
0: was early Saturday morning, and we left late Monday night, but more or less. Okay. Yes. So my
2: question then is, how many more days could you have gone without the laptop?
0: Like, like if, if it was like a four-day trip, five days? I mean, like if, if, if I didn't need to – if, if if I don't need to work, I mean – I feel like a long time. Like you're going to go like a
2: full seven day vacation. You're like, I'm not bringing the laptop.
0: Totally. I think, I think I could do it. And I think, you know, if Substack, I mean, Substack didn't have such a shitty like interface that doesn't work on a phone. I could even like do some little like newsletter writing on it. But I mean, this is, is, is like, I've worked really hard unintentionally over the years. Like I don't, the only reason I need my laptop is for like, slides and recording what we're doing right now you, like and and you know just that because and also because it's nicer right like i mean I, basically the analogy is like I decided for seven days i would just eat like sandwiches instead of making a thanksgiving dinner for every meal mm. right and so but you know like I got a Thanksgiving
2: dinner. Stuff. It's just like I said, maybe it's just like unfounded anxiety. It's just the like, Oh, like I forgot to send such and such to so-and-so. Oh, and no, no, exactly. Laptop, or like, I just, for whatever reason, I was the one that made the last edits on this thing and I didn't upload it. And like, yeah, you know, just like just answering the quick email and just being like, yeah. Oh, I
0: can get that done. I can just get back to vacation. Totally. Now, now and, I, I, I have gotten close to that. There was a time, maybe this is right before COVID. I I think where I was trying to only travel with my iPad, right? Which is a step, a step between what we're talking about here. And so what I would have to do is I would have to make sure my presentations, like I wouldn't really need to edit them because I've never really gotten into Google slides. Like if you were in Google, you can do presentations in a way where like editing them is easy because they're not ornate. Right. they're not like you've diy built a kubernetes cloud native platform right they're just the standard it's, templates or something yeah sure. right right and and so i could kind of i've uh, there was a couple trips where i didn't take my laptop and i had my ipad and that worked all the way to connecting it up to like give a presentation right and the next step is i feel like i could just take my phone on a work thing right if like i have a couple of just one day trips every now and then right and i should like If it's one of these presentations was don't don't tell the conference organizers I've given like, you know, 30 times, right? (laughs) Like maybe I should just take my iPhone and then I just need the adapter to like uh, plug it in. And that would be that would be the dream. Like I just walk up to the podium with nothing. I just get my phone in my pocket and like plug it in there. And all I'm doing is just like tapping the phone every now and then. That that whole situation is not too good, though you truly
2: professional if, if you're managing to uh walk up there no presentation is completely loaded and you just like i'm ready to go that's that's the pinnacle of professional speaker uh lifestyle so i hope I hope one day you make it
0: yeah yeah i mean i i have i yeah i mean i'm definitely a professional speaker n- no <laughs> no doubt there i think mean, you know the other the other trick would be to just have no slides that, that awesome. I, I, I gotta do that just go up there and have you done around. it that's i don't know it's I, I you know you gotta know your material
2: man you gotta like yeah. that's something you gotta take on a road that's like you gotta be the stand-up comic who's like really performed their routine hundreds of times and like has it down i think that's yeah yeah i don't know it's rarely done in tech i would say almost i don't kinda know never
0: even even bruce sterling has like three slides per presentation and and he is the master of like he, of the people I pay have have watched a lot. He's the master of just the lecture. That's right? a good love. Maybe that's something we throw out to the listeners. Send us a YouTube video or some other
2: re- recording of somebody giving a tech presentation with no slides.
0: I'd like to see it, and then we, and then we yeah. can rate and critique it. I think it would be possible. Yeah, it would be nicer too. You wouldn't see all the stupid animated gifs <laughs> that people feel like they need to
1: use. Just, do you think yeah. Andrew could pull that off?
0: Well, that's. It, probably although although he's so deeply ingrained the uh you know 200 word slide presentation with like multiple words on it like he ha- he has one my favorite thing in 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 schaefer's like shtick or, or or his routine nowadays is he has a slide that's like you know what what people say they want and he has all the illities you know reliability blah 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 and then and then the last two is where the joke comes in and he's like and uh, they want it all. They want it all for free, without changing. And then, and then, and then he has like there's like a series of ten more slides where without changing gets progressively bigger. And like that's a good use of slides. Like it, it kind of makes the joke. That's
2: there. a good one. Like you could see it'd be a good challenge for him to be like, hey, just just do the same material There's no slides, where it's like you just. I think it would have to start with a story, right? He'd well, be like, yeah. So this this company wanted, and then you'd have to have like. You'd have to like figure out how to say all the illogies, like quickly in, like an
0: interesting way. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would you could like, definitely do that. Like it would just take more work, but it would be maybe it'd be more interesting because and, like and, I, and 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 I think you could use some stand-up comic like technique instead of having the without changing like grow over ten slides. You would just make like two callbacks to it, like in that way you emphasize with a callback like you know three minutes, then maybe ten minutes in. You make an emphasis of the uh, without changing. Well, I think for sure that's out.
2: the kicker of that presentation. At the very end, his final
0: mm-hmm. line is
2: something like, so now I invite you, right, to go yeah. do this. And not, you know, it makes sure changing. Anything. Without changing. Well, yeah, I, I, essentially. But, From, I, but I think uh, you, could,
1: you could drop the, the closing slide and, and you could get away with two slides just going back and forth. This is what oh. you want without changing no i want There's no slides off. that's without what there. i want to say yeah. i want to because well, well, he's also the guy who did the devops karaoke uh, like a couple of the, the oh, DevOps yeah. where he'd throw up slides and you had no idea what was coming up and so you'd riff on like the next five slides
0: yeah do they do those still those were fun i haven't
1: done those in a while but yeah they were fun to do
0: i got i got sort of pushed on the stage in kansas city to do one of those and i have to say i was there giving it it was pretty awesome like, yeah i,
1: think, I, I uh, <laughs> were you not no were you the MC, or you actually had to riff over no, your no, i was i
0: was i was giving it it was yeah uh, yeah I, it was good i i remember doing one and i i thought it i'll was have fun. to find i'll have to find that video that was that yeah. was i referenced this last time that was when uh i was flying from uh riga latvia uh and missed a flight in berlin so my luggage got lost and i was had to wear the conference t-shirt
1: oh i bet and, you can never see but it
2: it's, here, it's really just more open mic which is kind of what we're getting at like yeah, i think yeah. the slide i guess is just sort of like a reason to talk but i think it'd be more interesting it's like no no just
0: walk up like you got to talk for five minutes like oh what do you got like you no, slide, I, no prompt you know I, just- I would i would love to do that, that would, i mean i don't know if you can tell from the the decades of podcasting i've been doing but just showing up and talking totally fine that's great. <laughs> Maybe that should be the next thing. Instead of DevOps karaoke, just DevOps five-minute
2: podcast, uh, you know, and then you could, and then whoever has the event could uh, stream all together
0: and let people hear it. Be like, okay, here you go. I like it. I like it. That's good. Well, you know, one of the topics that would probably be good this year and next year is to, is uh, we could, we could have what the fuck's up with open source now norms nowadays. (laughs) I think, I think that might be. I think oh, that you,
1: you, you know me too well. <laughs>
0: that would be a great, a great sort of thing. Cause I think, you know, we, this is one of our favorite topics. I, just, I apologize for referring to the show for like the third time already here, but like it is, uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to be too, you know, I don't want to light up that cigar, but I think we've kind of been uh, sort of like offspring, uh, you know, kind of predicting this sort of slide from the orthodoxy of open source into the uh the i think i think the Overton window of open source has shifted to some extent has, right like i think people just like it's only like old crotchety people who are like remember when you would want the code <sighs> really? i'm that guy i'm that guy
1: <laughs> cuz i I'm, I'm the guy who's like guys guys open core has bad connotations for people like me with a lot of gray in their beard. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. like, you, you know, we don't want, that's not a good thing. Don't say that. Yeah. And, and so I, I think the most,
0: you know, we, I, I wrote about this in my newsletter, which if you're not subscribed to it, you can go to newsletter.cote.io subscribe. It's a great newsletter. I know because I'm there. I've read every, uh, you know, episode <laughs> several times. See if I can use that joke one more time. Uh, but uh, like, you know, I, it, it seems like there's been all sorts of things happening. The, we, we started off a couple of years ago with Amazon being like, I really like that open source project and I don't want to give the startup that runs it money. So I'll just take that code. Thank you. And then even before that, you had uh, Oracle who was like, ooh, love that Red Hat Linux. How about we call it Unbreakable Linux? And I don't give Red Hat money. So yes. that that worked out well. Uh, I was was a thing and on and on and on and i think i think most recently like like what i think has gotten me to think about this uh is the um oddly enough like all the ai stuff where you have open ai which is not really open at all (laughs) right right and then and then uh you know great product not open uh and then and then you have i guess it was the uh the, the the llama thing the facebook thing which
1: yeah, I don't think they. I forget if they called it open source, but no, it's they basically... they called it open source. They totally tried. Right, they they right. tried that, and then people are like, "Hey, what's this fine print?" You know, and they it is.
0: I remember when I when I wrote this in the newsletter, I got it. Is this an order of magnitude? I said, if you're if you have seven hundred thousand active monthly users, you you can't million. use it. But it's seven hundred million, yes, yeah. I, I I lost some zeros there.
1: Sorry, you not, you need to let me uh, you know uh, correct your your newsletter before they go uh, out. That would, that. that would be great.
0: That would be great. But, but it, it does seem like I think that was the uh, I think that's the final thing that kind of like ha, ha, has brought me over to like the norms have shifted because like the 700 million thing is it's it's basically like it's open except for the, those four companies. Exactly. Right. Like and and which is, you know, and, and, and I think what's interesting is, you know, whether or not that's like um, in the spirit of whatever. It's more interesting to think about, like, well, do we care? Right? And so, and. Solomon's
1: spinning in his grave. He does not like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, totally. <laughs> Wait, is he dead? No. <laughs> oh. And and I know, you know, actually, uh, Corey Doctorow like, wrote something kind of uh, about this a little bit. And, and I was reading, and I was like, man, what the fuck does this guy like? Like, I, I follow him in Flickr, and I know he loves the fuck out of Disneyland. Like, he wrote, he made a tiki bar in his house, and he goes yeah, there all the time. Yeah.
1: So I like, like imagine. He, he he loves it, but he's also its biggest he, critic. Like you know?
0: he loves Disneyland. He goes there all the goddamn time. But like, so there's something weird happening there, but like, yeah. So I think, I think, uh, and then Matt assay, he wrote up basically this position here. I think that like, yeah, open the, the, it's time to cool it with the open source zealotry and orthodoxy. Like it's, it's, it's not open source isn't dead, but open source has shifted. Right. Like what it means he's suggesting yeah. is,
1: is, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm still very, very much on the other side though. I like, I mean, cause the problem is even with something cool, like, you know, Lama Two, it's like, this is cool. You know, we can, we can go and, you know, use it cause I, I you know, I work at a small company and, and we can embed in our products and, you know, we're not going to hit 700 million users, but the problem yeah. is nobody can take from it. Nobody can say like, you know, Hey, I, I learned a lot from this Llama too. I'm going to go start my own project because, because they've, they've, what they've done is create like a new viral license that says, you know, once you can't, you can't like say, well, you know what, I'm going to fork this and take that, that, those bits off. Right. You can't just, you know, unfuck someone's license. So like n- nobody can take this and say, I'm going to go write Llama three and take some of the stuff out of that because you know I've got it's got a mm. lot of good ideas and I want to take that code and, and move it somewhere else. Th- this code is a dead end. Yeah, I,
0: oh, it, right, right, right. I mean, I mean, if you have that cap, you nobody can take have, it. Maybe this is that, the IP infection thing. Where like if you exactly were inspired, this it, is you, a like viral license. Yeah. What <laughs> did they used to call that? White room implemented. I like white room. Uh, yeah, like uh, a clean room. Reverse clean room. Clean room yeah. and reverse engineered. Yeah, yeah. Right, but like I think here, I think this is a part like
2: where we can really dive in on Matt Assay's article. There, it's like, so very few people are going to do that. What you just said, there, Matt, and it's like, and I think this is where I think I think this is where Matt Assay was coming from, and I, it, it did kind of resonate with me. It's just sort of like, well, people really just want like unfettered access so they can use the thing. That's right. To do what they want, and. So it's, like, it's going to work for most people. Like, most people were not going to forget. Most it. people
1: are users, yeah. I mean, yeah, most so, people don't care that it's open source at right, all. Most like, people never cared that Linux was open source.
2: Yeah, and I think that, but I think what they all care about is, like, I can use, like, what for whatever they want to do is, like, I can get it quick, I can use it, and my company will let me. You know what I mean? Like, I can yeah, use yeah, it without yeah, having those things. So, so, obviously, that's not open source. But, like, whatever you want to call that, that does seem to be, the biggest benefit, right? And open, yeah. like a long time, open source was a shortcut way to just know that was possible. So I kind of think back to this thing. It's like, yeah, all, everything you said was true, Matt, but it's also in some ways, like maybe it's more restrictive, but it's also more honest where it's just like, hey, listen, we've decided to make this free so everyone can use it. But no, you cannot go build something new on it. And, you know, that's the company sort of reserving its right to like do something later um, with it and kind of minimize the opportunities for you to make money on it, which in so many of these open source companies that didn't change the license, that's kind of what they're doing, right? In oh, a less honest yeah. way. So that's why I almost think like declaring your intentions up front, just saying like, we just want to make it really easy for everyone to use, and this version is free to use, but we're not, we're not actually, we do not want to see new businesses. We do not want you to take this and create a new business. We're well, gonna prevent right. that. Then mm-hmm. like, okay, fair enough. You're at least you're honest and you're clear about your intentions.
1: But 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 the the value of it is greatly diminished because you know. Just heads up, you know, Microsoft and Amazon and Apple and others have, you know, ridiculous numbers of AI engineers on staff who aren't going to look at this, aren't going to help make it better. And so it's a dead end as far as like, you know, science goes because with 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 Facebook open sourcing this and not letting anybody with any sizable staff look at it, it's a Facebook project. So, you know, you, you could call it, you can, you know, you can say, oh, it's open source. You can call it source available. You can do whatever you want. This is no different from any of those other BSL licenses. Facebook doesn't want other contributors to this project. I mean, that, that's I mean, what you say I mean, when you I do this. That's, but I also think, and I, and I think you're right. Some people are okay with that. feature in
2: a bug, right? You know what I'm saying? Yes. The feature is like, listen, hey, I want everyone to have access to it. You can use it. That's what it is. And just what you said, like, if your goal was to be a researcher and add things to it, this is not you the can. project. Yeah. But There's so what's no, the point of open source? just, just, just you want something easy to use that you can download. And even I've seen some, you know, I've not done it. People said you can run it on your laptop and like you want to try it out. This is what that's, this is, uh, it's there for. And again, I just think the honesty thing is like, I think that is actually better than being like, we make it open source and we kind of come out with these ideals and then we change the license later on because we feel like there's an um, uh, opportunity to make money. So no, it's but, like-
1: But it actually didn't start as honest. They're like, hey, we open source this. And then people like, you know, two days later- had finished you know, reading harsh. the license they, they and like, then they're like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, you know, this is not open source. Quit calling it that. And Microsoft's like, yeah, sure. I think this so,
2: should almost be in like a new world word or whatever phrase for first it. available.
1: Like, we got plenty of licenses for that kind of stuff. Well,
2: I'm just mm-hmm. saying like yeah, freely available, you can use it. No, it's not open source. And I think if more people just said that and just were like, that's it. And especially the companies that don't have, a, that they do not know how they're going to make money. They are open source and they are venture backed. Like if you come to me with those three things, I'm a venture backed open source company and I'm not making any money and I am unsure of my business model. I'm going to tell you, I don't think you're an open source company. I think down the road, you are going to be pressured into making lots of decisions and we're going to be right back here at the beginning of this conversation and you're going to have to like, you know, walk back so many of the things you said before. So that would be like kind of my challenge to everyone is like, okay, if you really say it, then like, put it in a foundation. You know what I mean? Like right. put it in the foundation and lock yourself away from it. And if you haven't done that, then you're not quote unquote open source either.
1: No argument.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, mean, I think, I think, I think, uh, you know, the, 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 the word that Matt, that Matt essay was using was people want access, right? They want to be able to use it and have access to it, which I think is, uh, I think, I think that's, you know, we, we, we just kind of saw, I think what the shift in the norms are is like, our generation of developers like matt like we uh open source and access are kind of like the same thing like the same thing is the wrong way of putting it but like open source just matters
1: yeah i mean <laughs> right it's, it's, like, that's why they call it free as in beer you know? right right it's like I, I i got plenty of beer
0: Yeah, you know where, where, where is <laughs> I, I think i think what, what y'all were just going over right like it's almost i mean it's almost maybe this wasn't the case, but it's almost if, if this wasn't the case with the 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 llama stuff being called open source being slightly some shenanigans, sometime soon the executives at some company or product people are gonna call something open source and be very genuine about it, even though it's not, because they'll just be like, Oh, I thought that's what open source was. Right. Just yes. because like just because like that what we thought was this institutionalized memory in our nerd culture has just sort of like that's me having
1: to explain open core right having to explain it to to you know the the kids these days i'm like no you don't that's not a feature that's a bug exactly
0: and and so and so like that that uh that that mind virus hasn't like like it's it's it it hasn't like become part of of what it is to be you know do programming like you know you do have to relearn the, uh, what is it? The four networking rules or whatever, like every generation, but like it's persisted. It stays there. Whereas like eventually maybe this open source thing, like is not really going to be as, uh, everyone knows garbage in, garbage out. Right. Like you don't have to explain that. Like, and so like, but at some point it seems like the, 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 what is open source is becoming very fluid outside of the boundaries of, uh, The the orthodox. I think
2: to that part though, I think the part that is interesting, and and maybe this is like too meta, but it's almost like when you look at any type of thing that's been declared open source, it's almost like you want to look further into the motivations of the underlying people. And like I said before, like the purest form is this is open source. We put it in a, a foundation. The foundation has at least a few people, is that like parody that are not directly, you know, the creators. And it's in a in a way the stewardship you think it, it's clear it's going to be open for a long period of time because that would be like the purest form, right? Yeah. The and then the the other one the part that I I deeply question, like I was going back to before, was just sort of like we're a new company, we're going to make it open source, we're not trying to make money, and I would say they're just using that as a way to you know if you will gain adoption of this absolutely. new totally right?
1: absolutely and
2: and because they don't and and so it's like that case it's like in some ways it's such a bad idea because it sort of hides the real work. It's like, you're just giving away something for free and you haven't necessarily had to go validate that someone will eventually pay for something. Right. So yeah, when you yeah. Do that upfront, it's like, you're kind of like cheating. It would almost be like, uh, you know, as we kind of make fun of like venture capitalists subsidizing, like Uber rides, it's like, sure. Like we'll all take free Uber rides, but you know, that doesn't mean there's a demand. Right. And the same thing there. So I don't know. So I, that that's the challenge, I guess it's like, if you go into it with that idea and you're just kind of using it as sort of like a way to get adoption, then very questionable whether or not um it will ever yeah. come. And and, and, I, and I think,
0: I think, I mean that this, so this is the, this is the second area that, that, that was interesting. To, that's always interesting to me of all this is like, if you separate out open source as, as Matt Ray was starting to do from like the users of open source to like the builders, like the producers, mm-hmm. let's just call them vendors, right?
1: Like, <laughs> Like it, it is it's mostly vendors. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, and, and but by also vendors, researchers and scientists. I mean, that that's the part about the AI angle. I'm like, this is nobody will touch this.
0: Yeah. 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 And, and also by vendor, of course, I mean, public cloud companies and stuff like that, but like it is, I, I, the thing I was trying to sort out in my head is like how it's really, there are certain types of software, like most of the types of software we talk a lot about, that it's hard to get adoption if it's not open source. And, and it's equally hard as you were kind of alluding to Brandon of like, like getting feedback about if you're doing a good job or not. But then I think that's, that's where this idea of access kind of sort of solves that problem. Maybe of like, it's not about it being open source. It's about like, Releasing your 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 infrastructurey stuff early, and just instead of waiting a year to release it, and also just having it like freely free to use in whichever scenarios, and that that's like that's almost the area that well it, SaaS companies have figured this out, so it's not a completely lost art. But like you've got to figure out basically what your free tier is, like premium. If, yeah yeah if if you're not going to have open source anymore as a Core part of how you do your software or your services as a vendor, then you have to put a lot of thought into like. Well, if you have less than seven hundred million active users a month, <laughs> it can be free. Which, which is like, I mean, it is it is worth thinking about that because even when it was seven hundred thousand in my head, that basically means that and like that excludes I, a lot. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it, it was... does, but it also means that like IBM could take it and build an AI thing for JP Morgan Chase. Right, and that would be fine because I don't think JP Morgan Chase only has three hundred fifty thousand employees, so they'll never have more than seven hundred thousand active users a month. Right now, just don't
1: point it at their customers. Right, if they used
0: it for their customers, that could be a whole other thing. However, the Navy Federal Credit Union probably doesn't have seven hundred million customers no so they could use it and jpmc probably doesn't have 700 million
2: monthly i like what you're going for it here and i I do think maybe this is like another variation of this whole thing is about like just using the license or something else to like literally just declare your target customer right so maybe go back to red hat (laughs) right right? it's like in the case of red hat like i don't know exactly what's going on there but like i think you know red hat is frustrated by like the sales force right they've got like whatever, 50,000 machines and they're not paying anything. But I don't think Red Hat is like cares at all about, you know, those very small, you know, shop to five. So it's like, you know, you almost envision something more like, listen, if you have less, like your company is less than this amount of revenue or it has you have some tier. It's like, you it's must free be this tall code. to be
1: a customer. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or, you know, or you have to do this, or we can use the cloud thing. It's like, listen, we're, we're a SaaS based business. We're going to make this open source because, frankly, we don't want to be in the enterprise. So if you want it in the enterprise, go use it, but you're prohibited from making your own SaaS. Fine. You know, it's sort of like if you've done the <laughs> right. thinking and you've like, this is where we want, because you're just telling people like, we're going to make money here over here we think it's fine. We, In fact, we want you to use it because it's probably a little bit of lead gen. Maybe we get some commits and, yeah. may, and it's frankly a market we're never going to talk to anyway. So it's better to, for them to use our thing. Too much to support. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, again, like having that conversation is I think is totally fine because I do think what you're saying, going back to what you said earlier, Cote, you said like, well, you know, not doing open source is sort of like, you know, it's hard to get traction if you don't do it in our industry. I would almost say like, no, that's actually a really good indicator that maybe the thing you're doing Right, isn't going to be at least venture back fundable company, right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. you can't convince anybody; they're not going to touch it unless it's open source and
0: free. It's like, yeah, you may not have a good right. idea. But like, like you were saying, like you, you, if it's free, you're not collecting feedback about the. You're not collecting enough feedback about the value of it, right? There, you can't, you can't really do an ROI analysis if something is free. It's just like, well, there was no investment, so. It's all profit. I mean, you yeah. know, whatever aside, yeah. but like it, it makes, it makes the pricing stuff, you know? And yeah, yeah. And, and, and as you're going to that, I was also realizing, I mean, what, what America has like 350 million people probably now. So like America could also use llama for free <laughs> <laughs> and, and that, you know, like basically, I mean, you have to be like one of, I mean, you've got to be like Google or Apple,
1: Right, which mean, is kind of the point, right? And seven hundred million also like cut off Twitter at its peak, you know. Yeah, they yeah. never so, crossed that. I said why 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 such a low I such guess, a, I guess a low number? Yeah. You know, it, it would I mean.
0: be like like China and India couldn't use the governments couldn't use it, right? But that but they probably have less than seven hundred million active users a month, right? Like like even like I wonder like I guess probably the most active users a month the federal government has is filing taxes right <laughs> and and so like even that that population isn't all taxable people anyways now, now, now I'm, now I'm giving a presentation without slides. That is fucking boring. But I think uh, regardless, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think it's just like, it's clear. It's like, whatever, call it the five
2: largest internet based companies. Right. That's what, that's yeah. what he's saying. It's like, no, you cannot use it. Everyone else can. Right. I mean, that's, it, it, of- yeah.
0: it's, it's almost like, it's almost like, it seems like the, the, the Corys of the world would be like, oh, wait, these are the companies that I fucking hate. So that's great. Let's have open source, except people I hate, like, you know, it's it's like uh it's using licensing for like antitrust stuff or or something. <laughs> I don't know. Just because I think it does make sense. It's like, I mean,
2: I think your your points are well taken, Matt. It's like, yeah, like, okay, it's a dead end, people can't use it. But yeah. like this is where like there is like sort of like a I don't know, a market answer is like, well, listen, if that's what people want, there will be an open source version. And then people, you know what? If that's the peop- what people really want to use, people will gravitate to that and Lama or whatever will fall away behind. So it's like, it does kind of work. In this case, I feel like it will work itself out, right? And I, I actually prevent, I guess I just think this is like a core thing. It's like, I just wish like there's just more upfront, direct honesty. Like, and I think it would just prevent so much downstream, Frustration. I know, Matt, I think I know you and I have lived this, and I think you live this all the time. It's like the worst scenario to be in is like you've got some successful open source project, and you're sitting with people trying to make money, and everyone's debating like which things should be withheld, right? Or which features be, should become like open core and what should people pay for? Because I always feel like when you're in this kind of meeting, like the entire everything has been lost. Like no one will be happy, the company won't make money, the open source project will will kind of fail or flail around and there'd just be a lot of frustration. So like, to me, like do the thinking up front, save yourself the hassle down the road.
0: As, as, as always, I think that's one of your, uh, your, your top three career, uh, trauma moments uh, that you just described there. I, it, it was, it, I think it, that's it, the way to
2: say it. I mean, just months and months and months of conversations and especially too, just like smart people that are just, endlessly opinionated that can, and you can never like, I'm talking about founders, CEOs, CTOs that just like, you awesome. never reconcile these decisions, right? It's <laughs> like, you know what you should do? If you find yourself, you're in that, that meeting and you are not the one that can make the decisions. You should leave that job. That's what I would
0: recommend. That
2: would <laughs> you, uh, Leave, yeah. turn around and leave. Yeah,
0: yeah, we need we need uh, access source that, and right, also well, if
2: somebody that's a founder or uh, a venture capitalist for the company says, you know what we should do? We should build some kind of app store. You should immediately turn in your resignation and leave that company as well. That's another, yeah, like, yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> like yeah. <this laughs> uh, you know, I I have
2: I, I got to go to somewhere else because they just gave me an unbelievable <laughs> offer that
0: doesn't include building an app store. I will be leaving now. I I haven't fully developed that, but 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 you're you're I I think you're right. The, the way I think about it is like once the word marketplace shows up on the architecture, things have gone wrong. Like yeah, there, should, there should never be something called a market or a marketplace in, in enterprise software. It's just <laughs> not going to. You can call it plugins or add-ons, whatever you want, but not not marketplace. A marketplace that's not good. A marketplace don't want that. Huh. Well, speaking of marketplaces, uh, you, you're doing some uh, back of the envelope calculations, and it looks like uh, it looks like we're on the path. To a one trillion dollar public cloud market branded, is that how yeah. how long how long is it going to take to, for us to climb there? Well, this is our you know
2: long running conversation. You know, as all the cloud vendors say, it's uh, we're in the early innings. But I always like to say, well, where exactly are we in the early innings? So let's just uh, to take uh, the scoreboard here is AWS eighty nine billion runway run rate twelve uh, percent year over year growth. Microsoft $63 billion run rate. Their estimated growth is 27% year of year. Of course, Microsoft's kind of weird how they report the numbers. GCP $32 billion, also kind of weird because they include other stuff and 28% year of year. So I just like add all that together and say, like, you know, add all the other cloud vendors in there. It's about $200 billion annual mm-hmm. run rate being spent here. And so so I, I always say, like, you know, early innings, So I would say we're 20% of the way to the $1 trillion number I kind of threw out as sort of, like, this is what I watch. Like, could we get there? Yeah, that's good. At about 10 years. So about a 10 years, around, like, a 20, 22% growth rate, depending on how you calculated, that would get us to $1 trillion. So that's I think, awesome. you know, things seem, like, pretty good. I mean, again, like, this is always, like, the boring stuff to say. It's, like, there was that period where, like, everything was ending, and it was, like, oh, it's... It's, everything is bad, but it's like all these growth rates are pretty healthy. I mean, Amazon is so big, so we always have to kind of grade them on this curve, right? Eighty-nine billion dollars and still growing is is pretty good. So I, I just kind of look at it like, yeah, cloud market's going well. I think we're twenty percent of the way to the one trillion, and you know, would you like, say
1: we're in the second inning?
2: Yeah, I'd say <laughs> like or third inning, and I think it It's gonna. It'll take us probably about ten years, and there'll be plenty of ups and downs. And I guess the real question is, does anyone uh, come out of the pack? You know, whether it be Oracle or somewhat unknown vendor, mm. to like because uh, that's kind of what we're just looking at at this point. It's the three horse race. There's, I don't know, I don't know who it would be if I if I did know. I mean, sometimes what was a Cloud Cloudflare? Sometimes people think that's sort of like a a weird a dark, dark horse, not yeah. weird. Um, I shouldn't say weird, just sort of like off the radar dark that's horse. Weird. So, who uh you know who can anyone kind of get in here and, and make it a, a four a four person race or four company race that would Change be interesting yeah but other than that though I think it's like things I actually think things are pretty good which is maybe an unpopular statement cloud <laughs> yeah. stuff cloud it seems so like some it's going hard fine.
1: hitting financial analysis <laughs> I think things are pretty good I mean it kind of is though but I do think like you know, there was you a software-defined to find talk for this and that's fine I don't know I don't know <laughs> I guess I have to go back and
2: say um. I don't know what we were calling for. Like when everyone was saying there was a recession, I don't know what we exactly said. I think, I, I hope we expressed some, like, well, I'm, that could happen, maybe sure not. because we
1: cause, pithy analysis. Yeah. Because
2: yeah, now it's like, well, I was listening to podcasts where it's like, well, all the economists were wrong. So there was no recession. It looks like everything's going to be fine, which just means we don't really know what's going to cause the next big recession. That's all it really means. There's going to be some yeah, catastrophic yeah. thing. None of us know. But it, I do like to just look at this like, yeah, things are fine. Things yeah. are good. You know, let's just, uh, every, you know, what do you say, Coach? A? It's like, hey, QBR should be good. Everyone should be good, you know? Go to the happy hours afterwards, enjoy it. Even expense a few drinks. Everyone will be okay with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, just uh just chill the fuck out. It's okay. Like we'll we'll be cool. I think, you know, I'm not a big sports person as you know, but I feel like 20% into any game is the perfect time for a pee break. That's that's <laughs> the thing you, you know, you Cuz yeah, away.
1: yeah. I mean, you know, first you're quarter's almost yourself- over. Maybe that's the way yeah. say it. First quarter of the game over. Yeah, you're going to you're going to make it to, all the way to the end. Don't go into overtime.
0: That's yeah. right. Well, well. speaking of making it all the way to the end, do we have any bureaucracy, Brandon? We do. A couple things I want to say. Uh, one, I want to
2: thank Daniel for reminding me that we have sent uh, stickers to Paris. So, in fact, I sent them to Daniel. Uh, so I appreciate him <laughs> reminding me. And he so, said, I think move, it,
1: you forgot about me. That's oh, right. I okay. That. I think he,
2: said he may see you at it. <laughs> an upcoming conference or something. So maybe you'll give them some more stickers. So so my apologies, but well now that we've dominated Paris, um I'm trying to think of some other French cities that we need. Like Grenoble, Leon Leon, like we need Marseille. to say we need to branch out into the countryside of France. So someone from another co uh it's not France, city. but have
1: we done Monaco? I mean uh, you know, we need that uh, French French now, Yeah. See now I'm afraid to say anything without checking my email have we know. done the have we done the tiny countries? Has the Pope ordered stickers? The I tiny mean you countries know. I don't know Luxembourg. I think we got a Luxembourg in there. Yeah, I, I can feel can like we we on.
2: have definitely I'll be- on Monaco. I don't think there's a lot of cloud in Monaco. From what I can see on the on there's the, a lot of money there when the Formula One, I see like a lot of beautiful yachts. Maybe someone's running some clouds on,
0: on the yachts. So but, so thanks,
2: thanks to mm-hmm, yeah, Go ahead.
0: I was going to say I, I think I remember in in French. You can if you want to apologize, you can say "Je suis désolé." Like um, that's my fault. I think we're definitely getting emails about that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty good. Maybe actually, <laughs> Let me let me let me make sure that's
2: what it that means. I
1: think we just said we're all salads or something. There is yeah.
2: nothing the French like more than American speaking French. I know that for a fact. They just really appreciate us. They like they
1: place. like that you try.
2: Mm,
0: they appreciate know.
1: the effort. They give a lot of A's for effort over yeah, there. Yeah,
0: it's uh. I'm sorry. Je suis désolé. Mm-hmm. That's well, that's a phrase I would learn if if I, I had a demanding French teacher in high school. <laughs> Speaking of A for
2: effort, also unrecognized Jamie. Uh, I sent him some uh, stickers in Georgia. And also, uh, JD posted a job in the jobs channels for a cloud engineer. So what's what you should do. You should go to the Slack. You should join uh, that. You should join the jobs channel. And then you should just uh, direct message, JD, and I'll tell you especially, why it's a good job. Especially if the they're, job.
1: they're trying to make you start up a marketplace. Yes. yes. Good callback
2: rule. If anyone in the Jobs channel posted someone, I'm looking for someone to start a marketplace or an app store.
0: Automatically delete that job. You know, <laughs> that's,
2: I will not allow any software defined talk listener
0: yes. apply for that. that well, job. We, we have uh, there's a lot of conferences, but for time, I'm not going to go over all of them. But if you go uh. to softwaredefinedtalk.com/slash four two seven uh it's it's uh you can tell it's conference season there's a ton of them and uh i actually decided i was going to go finally after 10 years or so i'm going to go to the uh, the monktoberfest the red Ooh. monk conference oh there we'll you see go. i i sent in i sent in three possible talks and i feel like they probably know me so they know like the kind of talks i would give we'll see if they accept one of them otherwise i'll just be sitting in the background uh, it'd
2: be so funny they reject you.
0: that would even be funnier I, that, we're gonna do a whole episode for with steve O'Grady if you're rejected that'd be fantastic <laughs> Uh, you know I, I could see that they could be full and, and whatever, but like we'll we'll see.
2: oh, come do. on, okay, if you can't get into that, then you know there's there's there's, there's going to be <laughs> it's going be escape <laughs> there's going to be an internet war started over this but go on.
0: yeah, anyways, uh so I'll I'll be there, and there there's there's other conferences. Matt Ray's going to be doing lots of travel, but go to yeah. uh softwaredefinedtalk.com slash four two seven and uh uh you can check that out. I'll just say one thing. The, our Spring One VMware Explore conference is at the end of the month, August twenty first and twenty fourth. If you haven't decided to go or not, you should go. It, it'll be fun. I, I'm doing the MC script for Spring One, so there's. Uh, I think I, I worked a pet clinic joke in there. for, for you
1: <laughs> People, uh, isn't so. it a pet store, not a pet clinic?
0: I thought it was a pet store, but I had the VP of whatever of oh. Spring on on like one of the calls, and 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 they're like, "Oh, that was a great joke," but it's a pet clinic, and I was like, "Oh." oh. Huh. I think the pet store is the sun J two ee thing. And then spring made it a pet clinic. I don't know. I, I, I didn't, I didn't research enough. And they got a sorry. whole
1: VP in charge of spring demos. Uh,
0: well, I don't want to reveal what's uh, what's there, but you know, you, uh, you, 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 whatever. What, yes, you should come. That's all I'm saying. Go to spring one.io and you can check it out. And uh, you know, Following my recommendation, my pre-recommendation of a conference. What
1: do you have to recommend this episode, Matt Ray? <laughs> well, uh, towards the beginning of the show, I spilled uh, a glass of juice on my Microsoft Sculpt ergonomic keyboard, so I'm, I'm going to be buying another one of those, probably, unless uh, unless rinsing that thing off worked. Which it we're
0: going to hit that trillion dollar tam sooner than uh, Brandon thinks. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here
1: gonna... for you, Microsoft. <laughs> I'm keeping you yeah. afloat. I'm updating Just... the model. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've actually stopped making those keyboards. So that's what I'm starting to find. So um, so uh, besides that, um, when uh, I, I recently got myself a, a, a cordless rechargeable water pick, which is like, I, I kind of hate flossing, but you know, you got to floss. This thing like you hold it and it blasts water through your teeth. It's kind of fun. So, uh, <laughs> um, and, and, and of course I shopped for like four or five heads thinking, Oh, you know, the whole family uses it, but it like waters go down your hand. It's like, you know, it's disgusting, but it's kind of fun and it beats flossing. So, uh, that's my pick.
0: <laughs> I bet, I bet it'll clean a toilet bowl real well too.
1: I bet it would. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but then you wouldn't want to stick it back in your mouth. It's, it's like a handheld pressure washer. Exactly. <laughs> it's awesome. Huh. Huh. Well, how about yourself, Brandon? <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to continue on Matt's. I don't know. This
2: is definitely an old man podcast right here this, this week. So uh, Matt's got the, uh, the water pick. So uh, stay with me here because based on our demographics, uh, 1.5 people are about to be invo- uh, interested in this recommendation. So long story short, I have this uh, eye problem called keratoconus. I have to wear these specialty contacts. My eye doctor recently retired, and I was like, man, I need to get another one. And I actually took some time to find somebody that specialized in this. And so they fitted me with scleral contact lenses, which are these crazy big uh, RGP lenses that like fit over the, if you will, the colors of your eyes. So they basically attach to the white ones. And uh, it has been life-changing. In fact, if you watch the stream in the past, you would have probably seen me wear some like readers, some glasses, and uh, I do not need those anymore. So Absolutely life-changing if you are somebody that either suffers from that problem or other weird cornea diseases and you have not ever heard of this, like I hadn't, I don't know, I was so disappointed in my old doctor, I almost wanted to go back and demand Uh, refunds or something like
1: that. (laughs) I was going to retire him so you could fire him. I
2: I was, I did. It was kind of like, you don't quit me, I'm quitting you kind of thing. Uh, So it's been incredible though. So uh, like I said, there are probably 1.5 people that actually care about this. So here's what I put in there. I put in a link to those. I put in a link to some doctors that specialize in Caracondas, and there's a little map here. So maybe you can find um, one that's close to the United States. And I would actually say, if you do have to wear these specialty contacts, finding someone that knows them how to fit those contacts is fantastic. So mm. check all that out. Now for everyone else, two other quick recommendations. One, uh, my AirPods uh, Pro, I don't know, they were just getting bad. So I upgraded to the AirPods Pro second generation. Uh, I'm giving it the official It's Fine. Really like them. So just you know, check that out if you're looking for new AirPods. And finally, just for you, Kote, uh, there's a whole episode on KUT. That explains why is Lala's Little Nugget in Austin always decorated for Christmas. All right. So, if you live in Austin or you've ever been to Lala's, you can hear the story of why it's decorated for Christmas. So, check Man. all of those things out.
0: Man, I, I, every time I see it, I'm still surprised that place is still there. But it's it's gotten over the hump. It's never gonna die. This it got not- bought
2: out. It's actually its own yeah. thing now. So, listen, check it out.
0: Yeah, all all the smoke in the walls is just gonna hold it up forever. fine. You know, you got it, Brandon. Uh, sounds like since it goes to the white of your eyes, you can get goat eyes now. Do they do designer contacts so you can like oh, yeah, change, yeah. you know, have, have whatever you want? If sure
2: like, you get like contacts. different, tints, and, yeah, on these kind of contacts, you could. So I'm sure I don't have those, but yes, I'm sure you can <laughs> okay. get. Them. Well, those maybe I'll go
1: in the boardroom. I'll, I'll go,
0: I'll go look at the, uh, the, the doctor's eye map and I'll see if I can filter by goat eyes.
2: And, well uh, i should just say this like actually putting them in is crazy like because you have to like fill them up and then you take this plunger and you like basically put them on your eyes when whoa. You just the reaction is like when you first see it i've been wearing hard contacts for a long time so i'm very familiar with this but this was even for me and it was like whoa so if you show someone like your children or something they're just like you're an alien nope. this is like <laughs> like this is like why would you do that i'm like listen because when you put things in and you can see miracles, so yeah. don't be. Uh, so I don't. I don't know. Hopefully, don't
0: be scared off. Try them. Yeah. Do it. Sounds good. Well, my my recommendation this week, uh, as as I've said here and there, my my both my kids said they wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons, and we've gotten close, but uh, to to work on that, uh, you know, I've I've been relearning how to draw uh, various uh, characteristics of you know Dungeons and Dragons fantasy maps, and uh, you know, I always start with mountains. Because you're always going to have mountains, so I I started uh, I I found a, a good I think he's an Australian guy if I've listened to his accent well enough but it's uh, I forget his name but he's got this series of how to draw things like how to draw maps and trees how to draw mountains and uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes at softwaredefinedtalk.com/slash four two seven and in each episode he'll be like here's four ways to draw tre- a forest and trees for your dungeons and dragons map here's four ways to draw mountains and and it's pretty it's nice like uh you know you see a final drawing and you're like how the fuck did that happen and what you learn over time <laughs> is like a lot of like basically a lot of layers of things and thinking things out but there's a few tricks you can learn how to do that so uh, check out that playlist that'll be linked to the show list draw some fantasy mountains for your DD nerding out I, I started doing some of that stuff and kim is just always like you're such a cute little nerd she <laughs> she, uh, she loves it uh well speaking of things that are loved you've listened to another episode of software defined talk if you want to get the show notes for this episode including help on how to draw a forest pine forest detailed forest other forests a glade in the forest you can go to software slash 427 you should also join the slack group that we have there's lots of conversation in there. I didn't put a link to how to draw a forest, unfortunately. Maybe I should have. But yep. usually, you can get all sorts of information in the Slack channel if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com and look it up. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye bye. Goodbye. Almost
2: instantaneously, we started the show, and Matt Ray poured an entire, uh, sounds like apple juice, into his keyboard, where he then spent, I don't know you couldn't, you can could see it on the stream. You kind of see him frantically leaving and coming back, trying to, dry the uh, the keyboard off i think he did i mean he did at least mute the uh the oh yeah that was during that period yeah, but it was yeah. uh it was very frantic that and then i think he had his cell phone go off we'll try to edit right that at the end there yeah and then so, right, uh, Arizona on he, it if i recall he was just randomly eating so that's the kind of professionalism <laughs> Matt Ray brought to this episode i just hope everybody can really understand it and if you'd like to see that live and in person what you should do is you should go watch the stream where you just literally see Matt uh, working uh, so so maybe next week he can like have like a power saw like just be building oh, something that not would be, even a power saw just like a like an old just like, he's like hold on guys hold on i gotta i gotta uh you know uh this little wood thing i'm making i just gotta get this done right now hey, so gotta was, do
0: some uh joining it was the absolute cabinet. uh um uh, uh, matt ray special if you will episode this week so I, I I read a, a fun interview with him, uh, the Dalai Lama. Yeah, and and I think I think someone asked him. I should go find this because it was great. It was it was like little humor. It was they were like, well, you know, what do you eat? And and like I saw you eating like a pepperoni pizza. Aren't you like vegetarian? And he's like, yeah, but pepperoni pizza is really good. I don't know. What do you want from me? I'm enlightened.